Welcome to the Don't Pick the Scab podcast with the premise of connecting men over 40 with the tools and community to thrive in their divorce recovery either before, during, or after a divorce. Welcome, Barbara, out there to Don't Pick the Scab podcast, episode 25. This is David, and, and I have Tim McCarthy on the mic with me. He lives in Florida, possessing rich ex- expertise in both education and martial arts training. Tim McCarthy has leveraged his background to create a straightforward framework for nurturing children's growth. Tim holds a master's degree in education and the elitist distinction of grandmaster in the martial arts. By synthesizing insights garnered over the many years as instructor and administrator across public and private school settings, with extensive experience developing martial arts curricula, Tim has formulated an accessible plan supporting children's development. So let's welcome Tim to the show. And um, let's ask him first, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became a martial artist and how did you become a kid specialist? Well, two big questions. Um, became a martial artist kind of backwards in college. Uh, they were offering the classes, and this is back in the anti-Vietnam War era. And so I started developing some power in the technique, and I said, my God, I could hurt somebody. I don't want to do that. I, I, I almost got drafted into the war. I was going to go as a pacifist, uh, and so I quit the martial arts and then got into a little more yoga and studies of foreign religions and started to realize the way of nature uh, is not so pacifistic, uh, survival of the fittest. And sometimes you need to respond to force with force. So I got back into the martial arts, uh, not so much as a fighter, because there's two parts to the martial arts. There's the martial and the art. And to me, the art was always more attractive. And so the discipline of developing, of striving for that perfect technique mm-hmm. That's what motivated me through the years. Uh, I was never much of a tournament fighter, uh, just you know, just not my way. Uh, but forms competition, yes. And so I eventually became a teacher, uh, teaching everybody from 80-year-olds to three-year-olds, uh, in addition to having been a, a teacher in the school system. And the second part of the question, uh, interested in children. Yep. Uh, Part of what we did in the martial arts is uh, if you're in the U.S., you've seen the after-school martial art program signs or the summer Mm -hmm. camp martial art program signs. We were instrumental in promoting that, making it popular. We didn't invent it, uh, but my grandmaster and I worked with one of the guys who basically founded the program, and we Mm -hmm. popularized it throughout the country. One of the things you learn is if you have a summer camp, you don't do martial arts 10 to 12 hours a day. You you can't do that. So you've got to have other activities for the kids. And part of my development in the martial arts was learning that there are four aspects or four dimensions to human beings, the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And so I believe that many of the problems we face as a society today come from a lack of accounting for some of those dimensions when we're raising children. So I incorporated them into the martial art program. When I retired, I said, this is great stuff. How can I get it out to the average parent? And so I wrote a book uh, to make it available and affordable for everyone. 
Okay. How can we, how can a person incorporate uh, martial arts principles like discipline, respect, uh, focus, have wider benefits for a child's overall development? Well, it is a tremendous program for kids. Uh, If you're especially a single mom and you feel like you need the father image for your kids, Mm -hmm. bring them to a martial arts school. And, you know, there are all kinds of martial arts schools from those that charge hundred dollars, hundreds of dollars a month to probably the YMCA or a local uh, place where you can do it for who knows, $20 a month. Uh, Tremendous. If you can get into the classes, because we literally teach physically, the kids get exercise. And especially if they're in school all day, sitting at a desk, they need to move. And when they get out of school, they're just, they're going nuts. Mentally, of course, school helps with that. But in the martial arts, there's also a curriculum where they're trying to develop that. Emotionally, tremendous for confidence. Children really need a way or a reason to develop confidence. Martial arts does a, is a great program for that. And spiritually, if you know, martial arts doesn't focus on a religion, any one religion, at least most mm-hmm. schools don't, but they teach morality. Uh, it's important to know how to punch somebody, but it's much more important to know when to punch somebody or when not to punch somebody. Now, as a parent, all those same principles apply. The physical, your child needs exercise. And if it's riding a bike, if it's swimming, if it's riding a sled, climbing on monkey bars, many, many activities you could do just playing catch in the yard, especially with fathers. Uh, and divorced fathers, you got time with your kid, spend some athletic outdoor physical time. They may not be getting that time with their mother. Mentally, again, the school system takes care of most of that, but you've got homework time. And to me, the most important thing in homework time is not showing them what the answer is, giving them the answer, but showing them how to find the answer so that they learn how to problem solve. Emotionally, I mean, unfortunately, fathers do not do a great job of emotionally uh, advancing their kids. My generation, my father was the strong, silent type. So don't cry. That that was my role model. (laughs) And so if you can learn to be more emotionally, not only supportive, but teaching your son, teaching your daughter how to deal with emotions, how to make friends how to deal with things that happen when they don't go right. And I mean, in a divorce, a lot of things don't go the way the kid wants them to go. How do you deal with it? And of course, spiritually, depending on your religion and your beliefs, if you're not spiritual at all, certainly you have to impart that morality to the kids as to what's right and what's wrong, what to do and what not to do. Oh, that's a quick summary for you. Oh, no, that was that was that was awesome. So let's shift gears a little bit. In your book, you talk about the two dimensional versus the four dimensional. Can you go through that for me a little bit? Yes. And I think we're living more and more in a two dimensional world. Two dimensional world is the world of screens. If you remember your basic geometry, there's length and width. And so your TV screen, your computer screen, your laptop, your phone is all two-dimensional. I want to get kids out of that two-dimensional world and back into the real world, which has four dimensions, length, width, 
depth, which is what's behind the screen or in front of it. And according to H.G. Wells, the fourth dimension is time. If something doesn't exist for any length of time, we don't perceive it. It doesn't affect us. So duration, length, width, depth, and duration. But I run the parallel to that into the four dimensions of being, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. So I want to get kids off the screen, into the real world, but also develop them physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually at each age group. And each age has different needs, so you have to reach them at their own level. Wow. What uh, conflict resolution strategies aligned with martial arts principles can help families communicate more respectfully? Because that's one thing that we're lacking in, I think. Yeah. One of, the th- one of the things we do in good martial arts schools is teach bully prevention or bully management. And one of the basic principles of that is very Aikido uh, style, absorb and redirect. And so when someone attacks you, you can meet them with force and hope that your force is greater than their force, but that's a fight. Why not dance instead? Why not absorb the attack? Why not move with it, accept it, and then redirect it in a better direction? And so uh, one very simple bully self-defense my grandmaster teaches is thank you. You are a bad dork. Well, thank you for realizing that I'm aware. Um, I'm trying to work on that. I'm, I'm trying to do a little better. You know, and there's no fighting. It's the first thing is thank you. And now what? All right. And there are ways to do that. Humor is one of the best ways. Thank you for saying I'm fat. You know, my mother says I'm so fat. I should have my own zip code. (laughs) So you absorb and redirect. Somewhere along the line, you ask a question if you can. Why do you want to upset me? Or why are you angry at me? Or why you hurt me? Or better yet, make an offer. You know, you, you seem really upset. Would you like to talk about something? Is something bothering you at home? Could we be friends? And so absor- that's bully management, but it, it works on the playground. It works in a family. It works in the office when you've got a bully boss. You, you take the, the violent attack, mm-hmm. absorb it, don't get upset about it, because it's probably more about them than about you. And that kind of understanding, that's the mental part, but the emotional part where you don't get into that limbic brain, the reptile brain that wants to just bite your head off. They say count to 10 when you're angry. Why? It takes you out of the reptile brain, gets you up into the prefrontal cortex, the logical part of your brain, so you can think of a logical response instead of an emotional response. But better yet, if you can come up with a spiritual response, understanding, love, that, of course, is much better. (laughs) Funny story from a martial artist. He had been practicing Aikido, uh, which is the art of absorbing and and redirecting. There's very little punching in it. Uh, And so he'd been practicing and practicing. He's riding a bus, and this guy is very aggressive, and he's bothering everybody on the bus. And he's saying, oh, boy, I'm going to get to use my Aikido skills. And this old man just talks to the man. And says, and, and you know, says, what's the matter? Blah, blah. Talks to him for about five minutes. The guy ends up putting his head in the old man's lap and crying. 
And he, and he said, okay, that is true Aikido. Absorb wow. it. Yeah. And so, you know, the physical technique to me, yeah. It, I mean, if you're in a bad situation, you have to use it, but mm -hmm. it teaches you to avoid, absorb, redirect. It teaches you not to be, to not to respond physically with physical violence. So what are some of the signs that parents can look out for when their kids being bullied? Because that's really big nowadays. Yeah. And one of the first, well, depression, uh, they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to go to school. And, and we've had, you know, kids in the martial arts classes literally say they didn't want to go to school because they were being bullied. Uh, and again, how do you handle that? And you handle a verbal assault with a verbal response. You don't have to get physical. Uh, and so, but okay, so back to the signs. Uh, any kind of depression, mm -hmm. uh, not wanting to go to school. Sometimes uh, the depression, it's a, a online bullying. And people are saying things or posting things about you. And newsflash, that's not the real world. But the kids don't realize that. And so you've got to help them understand that Facebook or Snapchat or wherever they're on nowadays is just a false world. It's somebody, the highlight reel of somebody's life. It shows the beautiful vacation they went on. It doesn't show the fight they got in with their brother or the test they mm -hmm. failed. So when you, you can't compare yourself to other people online and expect to come out a winner because you don't see any of their flaws. In the martial arts, we teach everybody has strong points. Everybody has weak points. You're a big guy. If I punch you in the shoulder, you got big shoulders. That's not going to do much damage. I punch you in the throat, you got no muscles there. <laughs> so that's simple self-defense. Strong point against weak point, but everybody has strong points and weak points. So don't compare yourself to others online when they only show their strong points. Uh, if I can get off on a tangent here, one of my... No, that's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> one of my pet things for teenagers... I call Frankenstein envy. Frankenstein monster was supposedly the best parts of everybody assembled into this one superhuman and it became a monster. And it happens, especially in young girls where they say, Oh, Mary has such beautiful hair and Kanisha has such beautiful skin. And Lee is so rich has a wonderful car. I'm just nobody. Well, sure. If you want to compare your worst, that's not much of a good comparison. Yep. Frankenstein, you assemble everything into this monster, you can't compete. You got to realize that, okay, Kanisha may have great skin, but her hair probably isn't as good as yours. Yep. Is she as good a person as you? Is she as good a friend as you? Is she honest? The sort of things that you don't see on Facebook. And so that's one of the problems to me, the answer. Uh, especially for teens, is when you see somebody who has more or who is better at, do you let it motivate you or do you let it depress you? Are you motivated or are you envious? That, oh, man, she's got beautiful hair. How could my hair be that better? Could I wear a better shampoo? Could I comb it? Is there a better haircut? How can I make myself 
better like that person? How can they motivate me to be better myself? Rather than, oh, she has a beautiful hair. I hate her. I'm going to say something on Snapchat. I'm going to tell her her friends what a bitch she is. Blah, blah, blah. You can be motivated or you can be jealous. Motivation leads to self-improvement. Jealousy leads to depression. Let's talk about self-care. Uh, what a segue. Perfect. As an educator or as a instructor, how do you impart the um, image of self-care to your students? You lead by example. Of course. And so, you know, my grandmaster was tough about this. He'd say, instructors don't have facial hair. Instructors don't have long hair. Okay, because as it, the parents come to the school for a role model. So you basically, in our system, wanted to provide a role model that the parents wanted their kids to be like. And so, yeah, there are great fighters with tattoos. There are great fighters with dreadlocks. And, you know, there are... Everybody has a different image, but that was the image we chose. Mm-hmm. Now, kids understand movies. And so if you want to be somebody, who are you aiming to be? What would you do to prepare for that role? What would your wardrobe be for that character? What would your look be? How would you carry yourself? What sort of things would you say? What sort of things would you talk about if you wanted to be that hero? Right? And so you model that, you try to live up to your own heroes, you try to set a good example, but then you also talk to the kid in a, in a way they understand, well, dress, when you dress like this, what do you look like? You know, that, that may be great if you're putting on a rock concert, that's the kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, in my day Madonna would wear, uh, I'm not sure who dresses like that now, but it's not appropriate <laughs> for junior high school. And so you have to get the idea of appropriate and, and adults have this problem. We had it at the workplace where uh, I walked into the school and one of the instructors said, look at her hair. Do you think that's a good hairstyle? And I looked, I said, well, it's, it's a very attractive hairstyle if you're going clubbing. But if you want to project the image of a safe place for your parents, no, I don't think that's a good hairstyle. Who would be your movie guy? My movie guy. Oh my gosh. Uh, that's tough. I used to have a wall of my, uh, you know, when, when I was single, I all these yeah. posters on my bed of Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was the bodybuilder. Arnold. Yeah. Bob <laughs> Van Damme, who was the martial artist, uh, you know, ru- famous runners, because uh, I was a runner also. And, I mean, very important, in my opinion, to look at some of the saints as well. In uh, my religion, Padre Pio was a, a wonderful saint. And so that, to me, is an important hero to have, is some kind of moral or spiritual hero as well as the physical guys. And uh, Mr. Spock was up there, very logical. And so you know, <laughs> I wanted to incorporate all those things into me. Oh, uh, mine was Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a moral role model for you. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, you know the haircut, the chains. You know he beat Rocky. You know, come on, you can't, you can't go wrong. And he hated to fly. <laughs> oh, I digress. Um, what, what kind of activities would you support, or do you think is good, other than martial arts, to? support different learning styles. You know, kids all have different learning styles. 
What what kind of activities? Yeah, and they say there's three basic learning styles: uh, visual, <laughs> auditory, and tactile. So you can, and especially in martial arts, we do this. You you show the technique. Somebody looks at it. Okay, they did. They get it. You have mirrors in the school. They can watch themselves do it. That's for a visual learner. Somebody mm-hmm. reads. Uh, <laughs> my I was a very visual learner. My father did the birds and the bees talk this way. Here, read this book. Tell me if you have any questions. That, that was it. That was my sex education. All right. Auditory learners. Some people learn by hearing. And so not only do you show them something, you explain it to them how to do it. So they hear it and others have to physically feel it. And we would take the kid's leg and move it this way. That's how it feels to do this technique. Or just the yell, ah, how does that feel? And that's that confidence. All right. So back to parenting, since you're not doing that, any activity, you have to be aware that the child may be learning how to ride the bike. Okay. They see you ride the bike while you're pushing them on the bike. Here's what to do. No, 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 no. Grab the wheel so tight. Relax. Let the wheel steer itself. All right. Now you feel that. You feel that. I'm going to let go. Okay. So simple, simple, something simple as riding the bike. Mm-hmm. You take and, and you learn which way your kid does it best. More people are visual. Chances are that that's the way, but not everybody. And so you, you learn your child's style and then you present things more often that way. But not totally that way because you got to develop the other styles as well. Well, I think I have you beat. Uh, my dad taught me the birds and bees. I was getting ready to go to college, and uh, <laughs> he, he took me downstairs and he uh, grabbed a, a, a condom, took the condom out of the wrapper, and grabbed a a, a, a mop and uh, rolled the condom down the the top of the mop. and And he goes, "Any questions?" I go, "No, sir." So I, I get to cottage and every time I pass by a, a, a mop closet, I got so excited. So <laughs> but that was mine. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Dads, dads are awesome. Oh yeah. Uh, let's bounce a little bit into the co-parenting uh, phase. Um, have you ever, ever dealt with, you know, like a kid in karate that, that was being co-parented or anything like that? You, and unfortunately, you have to do that. We would have permission slips as okay. to which parent was allowed to pick up the child because gotcha. you can't go against the courts. Uh, and and so, you know, of course, some parents co-parent well. One parent drops them off. The other one picks them up where they come and they both come to testing. And then sometimes they even sit together to watch the belt test. And other times you've got this war going on. And the kid's stuck in the middle of it, and you do the best you can to to shelter the kid at least while he's with you from all of that, and give him a safe place where he doesn't have to be part of the battle. Gotcha. Uh, can you share a favorite inspirational story highlighting your martial arts teachings uh, positively impacting a child beyond the physical skills? Just one story during a test, and again, we used to teach anti-bullying techniques. And one of the things I taught the kids, uh, if you have to physically defend yourself, instead of punching somebody in the face, a good kick to the shin. No, I'm sorry, a good kick to the thigh. It's a very meaty area and it hurts. And so whack and that 
kind of takes their balance and, and strength away. And then you can probably walk away. So if you tried everything and it looks like you're going to get hit, you can do that. And so one kid told me he actually did that uh, and it worked. And so in the next belt test, I brought it up to him and I said, do you really think that was the best way to handle the situation? And he said, well, first of all, I can't believe I told you that. But second of all, no, I, I realize now that I could have handled it much better. So, you know, again, the range. Sometimes physical is the only answer. Uh, sometimes yeah. people are, are just going crazy. You got to metaphorically hit them over the head to get them to, to slow down. And you say something or you do something shocking. And now they can gather and hear what you're saying. And so it, it doesn't have to be a slap in the face. It could be something you say, but sometimes you have to get their attention. Yeah. All right, sir. Well, Tim, I want to uh, thank you for <laughs> this was fun. <laughs> you know, a little bit, a little bit of sidebar every now and then. But hey, Mr. T's still the man. Um, <laughs> we want to thank you for taking time to talk to us about that and uh, tell us about how they can find you about your book and your uh, website. Sure. Uh, raise, the book is called Raising Four-Dimensional Children in a Two-Dimensional World. So if you go to Amazon, Raising Four-Dimensional, that should be fine. If you go to my website, it's 4D, as in dimension, 4D-2D.com. If you forget the dash, you end up in China somewhere. 4D-2D.com. You can get the book there, paperback, uh, the you can download it today immediately for under five bucks. If you're having financial trouble and you only have one child that you're worried about, you can download the chapter for that child for under a dollar. Okay, wow. Get cool. rich. I'm looking to help you raise your child better, raise a four-dimensional child for a better for future for us all. Yep. Well, we'll have all those uh, connections at the bottom of the show notes. And thanks again, Tim, for your insights and uh, karate and everything else. But we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye.